Welcome to the entrepreneurship version of our podcast and video. My name is Brad Taylor. I'm the author of Intentional Success, The Power of Entrepreneurship, and I'm so excited to have our guest, Tori Barker, and she just started a new business, and what's it called? Creative Marketing. By Tori. By Tori. Yeah. So the reason I'm so excited to have you here is because you took a risk. Sure did. <laughs> and, you know, when I was doing my book tours, I had this big, huge pop-up that said, I wrote it down, risking it all to succeed. And that was my theme because as an entrepreneur, especially when you're going out, yeah. you're taking a chance. I am. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, what did you do prior? And then we'll get into uh, the risk. Yeah, so... I, um, I come from about 15 years marketing experience in the corporate world. I've been in commercial real estate, residential real estate, and new home construction. And I came to a point uh, about a year ago almost that I felt like I had so much more um, potential and growth that I wanted to uh, look into. And I didn't find it or couldn't find it at any uh, corporate company that I was looking at. And so that led me down the, the path of entrepreneurship and um, starting my own business. Was it scary? Absolutely. So <laughs> I'm a family. So you it's thought, scary. obviously, before you made this plunge, you thought about it for a while. Of course. And the little voice in your head was telling you what? Uh, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> no, seriously. So what did family and friends think about that? My family is very supportive, which is, I think, half the battle. Um, because if I didn't have a strong support system, then I couldn't be doing it on my own. Because um, there's days when, you know, it's challenging and I question myself. But I know that I have my family behind me. And, you know, I, I have two young boys. And so I look at them every day. And they're the huge motivation for me to uh, get up and well, be successful. Well, running your own business gives you a lot of freedom, yes. flexibility. Yes. But it's also scary. Yes. And when you're new, I know it's it's hard. Yeah. Because sometimes you do question. And you're lucky because you had support day one. Yes. When we, I, I, I'm sure you heard my story, but when we started, my father-in-law gave us, I don't know, six months before we'd be back. But we moved from we moved from Sarasota, Florida, to Portland, Oregon, to wow. start our business. Wow! And uh, yeah, he told us we were going to fail, be back in six months. Part of it was he probably didn't want us to leave. Probably. But you made that plunge, and uh, have you always been in the design marketing? Yeah. So I started with uh, graphic design, and then uh, fell into marketing, and really the social media, digital marketing. Um, realm has really been a passion for me and finding new ways to be creative um, and think outside the box to achieve that goal for I liked your inspirational posts on your website oh <laughs> it was really cool it's on the bottom it's uh, something I was it the quote yes creativity is intelligence having fun yeah by whom by uh, Albert Einstein, Einstein right yeah. that was awesome I almost copied yeah. it as a, as a I post. love that quote no that was favorite. great yeah so when you first started in marketing though in design, there was no social media. Not really. <laughs> Just like when we started our business years ago, you know, there was nothing. It was print, yeah. direct mail, that was it. Yeah. 
the yeah, digital world it was wasn't around. was the traditional marketing right? platform. So how have you seen everything change over the years? Well, I mean, <clears throat> social media, I mean, websites have changed dramatically since when I started. I started in the commercial real estate um, industry in marketing and graphic design. And, um, you know, the websites have changed, the capabilities of websites, the platforms to market um, through, being social media being a huge one that was added, and um, just the possibilities that it opens up and the network that you can expand and reach to has been exponential. I remember when Apple came out with their iPad and phone, and those of us who had websites that were built on Flash, it wouldn't work. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. On an iPhone. And now all of a sudden, the whole paradigm of everyone having to have to change their website because of Apple. Yeah. And it probably was a good thing at the end of the day because it forced us to do what we 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 sh probably should have been do doing. But, yeah, that whole Flash thing was... Well, and if you think about cell phones, too, Blackberries to smartphones now. Yes. You can almost run a business from a smartphone. Yeah. Um, you know, creating design and technology, posting social and creating ads all from your cell phone. It's just, it's amazing. My son is an intern for... Um, a uh, music studio and he's designing these posts for their Instagram yeah and my wife and I asked him the other day who's designing these posts and he says well I am and what are you doing it on he says an app <laughs> and these posts were so awesome that we couldn't believe he was designing these there's an app for everything yeah there's <laughs> an app for everything so social media is really changing yes what do you think of social media and business today? I think it's essential to business. Um, I think that not only do you need organic um, social media marketing, but also paid um, advertising through the social media because that's really where your uh, bang for your buck is going to come, the return on investment. Um, the platforms are almost making it impossible for you to uh, gain some traction organically. Um, you have to do it with some paid advertising but still yeah. I mean the advertising through the social platforms is way more efficient in cost than the traditional platforms um, the, just the capability the trackability um, the analytics that you can get from it are just crazy if somebody was starting a business from scratch what would be the first social media platform Facebook you, Facebook yeah it's still the top dog I mean Instagram's up there but Facebook uh, business pages is going to be the best. Do you part. think Facebook reaches a broader demographic than Instagram? I think it's a different uh, demographic. Yeah. So Instagram's typically a younger demographic, more visual. Um, so like photographers are really successful on Instagram. Right. Um, uh, but Facebook is more of the upper um, demographic, business savvy type people. But it, I think it reaches um, probably the 30 to 80-year-old yeah, demographics. Yeah. Um, because I think today, you know, our parents and even grandparents are on Facebook, Facebook yeah. whereas they're typically not on Instagram. Right. I agree. Um, but uh, what do you think about LinkedIn? 
I think LinkedIn is very efficient too. So that's a really uh, useful business-to-business tool. Especially More of a networking, yes. professional yes. networking site. Um, it is not a Facebook. No. And I think sometimes people forget that LinkedIn and is a whole separate Yeah, entity. it's great for business connections, right. but it's not really a consumer platform. Correct. Um, so if you were in real estate, you're not really going to find a consumer on LinkedIn. Right. But if you're looking to network with other realtors in different areas or lenders or title companies... It's a perfect platform. I tell realtors that that if they're not on LinkedIn, they're making a mistake because um, when they're doing a listing presentation, there's a good chance that if it's a professional they're trying to get that listing from, they're going to look them up on LinkedIn. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is uh, SEO from LinkedIn is huge. So if someone types in your name into a Google search, oh, yeah, LinkedIn is guaranteed oh, to be it's top awesome. five. It's awesome. Yeah. So if anything, people, when they Google you, they're going to see that you're a professional and that you, you know, have reputable What do you, what do you think about Pinterest? Oh, I love Pinterest. I love Pinterest, Personally. too. <laughs> we, um, we get very good results professionally. Um, we have hundreds of thousands of people that view our Pinterest. Yeah. But it's all images. Yeah. I think you have to have the images. Yes. It's kind of like Instagram. I've heard that it can be really successful to convert um, leads, but I haven't personally gotten into that. Um, but it's but a good, a, it's a great SEO tool. Yes, as well. yeah, because there's a lot of lead generating that you can do with links to um, your website or whatever content that you're pushing to. But what do you think about social media and kids? Well, I didn't mean to <laughs> throw you for a twist. No. Well, but I mean, what do you think? How do you think social media today is? versus 10 years ago? Well, I think there's there's a lot of positive and there's a lot of negative. Yeah. Um, I recently did a podcast on the art of uh, conversation and how conversation has been lost. And I think part of that has to do with technology and social media. You're spot because on. Because you are so focused on communicating digitally that you lose the face-to-face. And there's so much uh, more that you can gain from an in-person conversation. And not only that, but um, communication skills. So I think kids are are losing that uh, form of communication. I think they're losing the the one-on-one. You're right. Because all our older kids, my older kids, um, there was no social media. And then the last two, my daughter who's 18 and my son who's 16, it's all about social media. Yeah. And I don't know, I get concerned because, um, you know, it's almost like you have to say, hey, no phones while we're at dinner or whatnot. Right. Yeah. And today, when you go to a restaurant, everybody's on their phone. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking anymore. Yep, they're, they're just all, all looking, looking at their, they're looking <laughs> at their phone. And, but, you know, it's like um, about a month ago, no, a couple months ago, my two, the two kids, my 18-year-old daughter just graduated, who's going to college, and my 16-year-old son, they got into the TikTok. Oh. Now, TikTok is a platform basically for short video and music. Yeah. Okay. So my son um, asked this girl to homecoming, and he did a video on TikTok. So he did it with her. So he sang this, this rap song that he made 
in the car, recorded it a week ago, and it has 2.3 million views oh on TikTok. Oh my gosh. And my daughter did something similar with her boyfriend and has like 1.8 million views. Oh my gosh. But the problem with social media and kids is it's becoming addictive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you're right. It's like they lose that communication and they lose the the one-on-one and it's all now it's it's like they'll you know everything's yeah snapchat and mm-hmm. you'll find out soon i know I, yeah it'll be scary I when know. your kids well my my oldest is five and then my youngest is two and so i know they're I, growing up they're growing up with it they know how to use youtube they can find videos on youtube at two years old. Uh, I never had that when I was growing up, and it's just crazy. There was no YouTube. I know. <laughs> there was nothing. <laughs> we, we had, uh, we had, I, we, well, when I was, when I was first starting our business, this was in the 90s, um, there was MySpace and AOL. Oh, yeah. I remember MySpace. <laughs> and AOL. Now, like, it used to be you couldn't bring a phone to school, high school. Now they don't have calculators anymore. You bring your phone and you use your phone as your calculator. Oh my gosh. For algebra, geometry, whatever you're doing. Wow. It used to be that the schools would give out calendars. (laughs) Now they don't give out calendars. You use your phone. You connect to the school digital calendar. (laughs) Now the cool thing about technology is now now you have um, the, the most teachers record their class and you can go back and view a lesson if that's you don't true. understand it. Yeah, that's true. But the whole paradigm of technology has changed. Yeah, I know. With a two-year-old and a five-year-old, I can only imagine. Oh, I don't even know. I mean, there, won't, there may not be, be textbooks. I, I know. I don't know. Because iPads. it's all, it's all iPads. iPads. Yeah. <laughs> well, now a lot of colleges, you take your co- classes online yeah. versus going to this to class that day. Okay, so let's get back. So social media is a huge component. Yes. I don't think a lot of businesses realize that yet. Mm-hmm. I agree. I also think video content is critical, not just in the real estate industry, but all in industries. all industries. Yeah, especially yeah. small businesses because you can, you can leverage uh, video to get your message out a lot uh, better than you could via text, um, you know, content or email marketing. Right. And you can even incorporate video into email marketing. You're right. So Absolutely. There's, there's really a way cool. to, to utilize So it. where do you think websites are versus social media and how important, like, I believe in the real estate industry, social media is going to play just as an important role as web presence. And the only reason I'm saying that is, is because today the consumer wants instant Results. Yeah. They don't even want to go to a website and request information. They want to know who they can contact right away. They don't want to wait two hours or four hours for somebody to respond to a form they fill out. Right. And I think that in the at least in the real estate industry, social media is going to play just as an important role as web presence thoughts. From from my perspective, what I'm seeing a lot is uh, websites are a beautiful digital uh, portfolio. 
but a lot of times there's not direction on the pages that you're sending your consumers to. So no uh, calls to action, no links um, to contact for more information, right. fillable forms. Right. You have to go through the pages or right. drop downs right. to find no, that absolutely. information. Yeah. So I'm seeing a lot more of landing pages being used um, for uh, converting leads and getting customers. I think also social media, you can really target your audience. Absolutely. Where websites just... Yeah, yep. it's, there if, it's there for people to find. Right. Um, you have to drive traffic to it. If it's right. if you don't drive traffic to it, then people aren't going to find it. Right. Unless they're. It's engaging. For you. Yes. You have to engage. Yes. You want to you want to increase your followers. Engage with your yes your followers. Yeah. So you have to leverage the the digital space, the social right. platforms, in order to get the engagement. So let's talk about marketing. So when I go to a restaurant and I see a menu and I can't even read the menu with my glasses on, it tells me somebody didn't really think through the menu because, you know, the font was like a four-point font. Yes. I'm trying to cram a lot of information on one sheet of paper. When you talk to someone that you're working with, what are some marketing suggestions you give them? Well, um... Consistency is one. So quality content and consistency. Um, and then having a dynamic online um, platform or presence um, to make sure that your consumers can find you. And when they find you, they, they can learn about you and engage with you based on the messaging and the content that you're right. showing them. Right. Um, and then what I like to do in, in my own business is find a way to make my clients um, stand out. So how are they unique? Um, you know, if, if you're a real estate company, there's hundreds of real estate companies. Right. So what sets you apart? What's your story? What's your story? Yeah. I um, think I think, I think think a lot of business, it's not just real estate industry. Um, I think telling your story is so incredibly important when you're starting out as a business, but also as your business continues to grow. Absolutely. And because people are going to work with people that they know, like, and trust. Right. And so if you can build the trust and they like you and they get to know you, then they're more likely to do business with you. So if I was starting a business and I was referred to you, what would be the first five things you would tell me that I should do? Uh, well, you need to check your online presence to make sure that everything is consistent. Okay, I don't have a website yet. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm coming to you again. I'm starting this business. I'm so excited. And I and everyone said, I got to talk to Tori. Yes. So what do you, what would you suggest I do? We got to start with a brand. Okay, great. So that's, that's branding the key. is huge because you're going to leverage branding in anything that you do moving forward. So a logo, um, brand identity, your messaging, your website, your uh, social platforms, uh, anything that you put your name on um, is going to be your brand identity. So that's the right. starting point is developing a brand if you don't And a logo, like you said, yeah. that you would design. Yes. And then making sure that logo is represented on everything you do. Yep, absolutely. you got to have it on everything because it's uh, brand recognition. My son was saying the other day that he wants to create a website. And I said, well, you got to make sure your name matches your URL. Yes. And I think one of the hard things when you're starting a business, 
and it's not a franchise, is finding a URL that matches yes. your, like I saw you added by Tori. Yes. And that was awesome. Yes. Like when I did Brad Taylor, there's a very famous author called Brad Taylor. So one of the things my publisher told me is you have to come up with a URL that matches you. So I had to do the Brad Taylor. Yeah. That was available. Yeah. But that's really tough to find a URL today that matches your brand. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, I, I love searching URLs, just, you know, oh, would this work, or can I use that? And then it's just, it's just fun to see what's out there. And, and What do you I, think about doing a URL that isn't a .com? You know, uh, I haven't, you know, I've heard that they can be successful, but yeah. I think that they're still... I'm not a big fan of it. I think that you're going to get more searchability from a .com. Totally agree because with Because it's, it's more known. Right. Um, I think .info could be good uh, because that's is, is perceive, giving the, the consumer the perception that you're giving info. Right. Um, so something like that. But I think but the you're most right. platform... But you're right. You're better off doing like what you did yeah. Um, com than to come it. up with something that's that's not... Yeah. Yeah. Because I do agree with you. Yeah. I still think the .com is important yeah. in your... That's going to be the best searchability that right. you get. So what do you when you when you're working with a client? What do you tell them about fonts and design and things like that? Colors. Well, I want it to match the person. Um, so I like to get a feel for who they are, what they like, what their style is. Awesome. Because um, there's millions of fonts out there. Right. Um, and they're all slightly different. Right. No, <laughs> they, they are. They look the same but different. Um, so when I design a logo. I will usually start with just a basic font because you kind of want to get the design laid out before you start digging into the font. Right. Once you have the, the design outlined, then you switch the fonts and, and utilize those, whether it's uh, you know more modern or more typeface or um, you know a handwritten look. So something that would be representative of who the person is or the business. That's awesome that you do that. Yeah. I think that's great. You meet with a person, you get a feel of what they're trying to find, yeah. and then you come back to them with well, suggestions, Well, and then same thing ideas. with colors. Um, so colors are going to be huge, too, because it's going to be a recognition what people see. When I was just designing my own uh, logo and website and colors, um, I love green and I love the ocean and I love, you know, beaches. So I landed on a teal greenish blue color because that represents your what website, I love. Your website's very clean, very simple, and it's awesome. Thank you. It portrays who you are. Thank you. No, I really do. Yeah. I really think that that's, I mean, that's the, the first uh, impression that people are getting of you. So you need it to be representative of who you are, what your business right. represents. and No, it was, it was awesome. So, yeah, I really like to take time to go through those details and, and look at the fonts and match you know, what really works for the, for the client. I think that most, most business owners don't know anything about marketing. I agree. And they need somebody to tell them or correct them because I've had a lot of people come to us and say, well, I'd like to do this. And I, I always respond back. I say, you can't read it. <laughs> yeah. You're, you, you will not be able to literally read this. Yeah. They, they want to put, they want to write a book and nobody's going to read a book. And I think today with um, sending out email campaigns, 
or send, even writing an email, you got to keep it simple. Yeah. And because people aren't going to read past the first two inches. <laughs> because most people view everything on their phone first. True. We tell our team that when they send an email campaign, the first two inches is the call to action. Yeah. And if you can't put it in the first two inches, they probably won't read anymore because the first two inches are what shows up on your mobile device. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of my clients, um, her target demographic is a senior community. So that's something that with seniors, you have to make sure the font is larger and more bold because then right off the bat, if you hand them a brochure and it's in, you know, skinny, tiny fonts, they're not going to read it. Yeah, they're not going to read it. But, you know, they can't read it because it's too tiny. And so you want to appeal to your demographic. So knowing, you know, what your demographic is. But the demographics is changing. True. The cell phones have forced people to get reading glasses sooner than they might want. That's true. No, I'm serious. (laughs) And, And so what happens is now everybody's reading everything off their cell phone. Yeah. And it's and it's harder when you have really small font. Yeah, well now you can pinch and zoom. Yeah, you can pinch it. <laughs> but even go to a restaurant. I mean, this thing with these menus really kills me because you really can't read the menu. Yeah. And it's dark in there. It's dark. You're right. Yep. Light plays so you, a key role. You can't read it. Okay, so let me let me let me look at my notes here. So graphic design that was one of your first things that you really captured and you love to do it. So why do you have a passion for what you do? Because I can tell you, you're very passionate. I mean, to, to, to take a leap of faith, go on your own, to be a true entrepreneur, passion's 90% of, if you're not passionate, you won't make it. Yeah. Well, I, um, you know, I, I'm a creative person at heart. Um, you know, whether, you know, growing up, I, I did crafts and painting and art type um, projects. I always loved being creative. My parents are both very creative, hands-on, woodworking, painting, all that stuff. And so it's kind of ingrained in me. And uh, when I was getting into my career, I really was drawn towards graphic design because it has that design element, the creativity, the eye um, and just being meticulous on, you know, what your image is portraying and then marketing it. So once you have the design, then, you know, taking the, the marketing skills to promote it and then social media, it's just everything works together. It's a, you know, a well-oiled machine if you put it all together. But I think that what you do, whether it's five years from now or 20 years from now, the way you may do it will change, but it still is a well-needed yes. talent yeah. that people will embrace because regardless of the technology out there, people still need help with the basics. Yeah. And what I, what I think really sets me apart is that I love to educate myself. So I love to continue to learn and to grow and to adapt um, to new technologies as they come. And then I also have a knack for teaching people. So helping clients, consulting them on how to utilize these tools as well. Uh, but I just love to learn. I think business owners really appreciate that. Yeah. I think when you have a passion for what you do and you, your clients know that. Yeah. But when you are able to consistently bring new ideas and suggestions to the table... 
that's priceless. Yeah. Because they know you're looking out for their best interests. Right. Yeah, and, and not going to just be we stuck in the same. Right, and we can't kid ourselves and think that technology isn't going to change. <laughs> Every year, technology is changing. Yeah. The phone is getting better. Yep. The average phone now is as good as a camera was, you know, five years, five ago. years ago. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. And now they used to, now they used to, you remember your phone, you only could take a selfie one way. Now you can take a <laughs> selfie both ways. Now you can do selfies with, I mean, it's just the way technology is changing is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, what suggestions do you, would you have for somebody that's thinking of starting their own business? So, so they've been thinking about this for a while and they have a good job, yeah. but they, but their passion really is to go out there. They really want to do it. But that little voice in their head is telling them, you're too old, you're too young, you have a family to think about, what the heck are you doing? I know that voice. Yeah. <laughs> so what advice would you have for somebody who would like to take that leap of faith, yeah. but scared? So what I did, um, and I think it, it would be beneficial for anyone who's looking to go out on their own and start their own business is you got to research. Right. So you have to first identify what your niche is, right. uh, what you're passionate about, and is there a market for what you're passionate about that you can sell your product, sell your services. Right. So do your research um, to see if there's a market for it. Um, and then also see who else is in that space. Who are your competitors? So you know, um, you know, are you the only one? Then that's great. If you're not, then you know what you're coming up against right out the gate, um, who you have to compete with and what other um, companies you're up against. And then um, I talk to my CPA, so financially, um, how to set myself up successfully from the get-go. Um, so Very that, smart. Yeah, so I knew, yeah. you know, because I have a family and I have a mortgage and responsibilities, so I wanted to know, you know, what do I need to do to uh, have my business start out, you know, successfully. Um, and then, you know, get your business license. Get your fictitious business name. Um, start off right, because a lot of people do freelance and they don't do those things, but I think it really sets you apart to have... A professional business license um, and you know talk to friends and family you know get that support because uh, it's out there yeah but sometimes friends and family <laughs> aren't your biggest supporters true no seriously yeah well fine you know what you need to surround yourself with those people who are your supporters right no so you're right you're you right know, if if you find that your your family's not going to support you then you need to talk to who those five supporters are going to be but i do agree that your spouse significant other whatever they have to be on board yes. or you're destined to fail. Yeah. Because because when things get tough or you get frustrated, they're not there. Yeah. And um, Or you don't have anyone to talk to. Right. You know, you're uh, 24-7 in your home and well, most, most of the time you work from home. <laughs> well, but when people start out, it's also, it's not like driving through the fast food restaurant and you order a, uh, you know, a ton of clients or you order oh, yeah. a nice income, you got to, there's a lot of delayed gratification. Hustle. Yeah. And I think that some people, they kid themselves and they want to start their own business, but they don't have a nest egg to, to right. fall back on, which I love what you said about talking to 
you know. Yeah. And what I did, too, is I talked to um, people who I thought would be interested in utilizing my services. So kind of testing the waters. Like, right. hey, if I went out on my own, would you be interested? Could right. I help you? And started uh, kind of... But going on your own is different than a, than buying a franchise, for example. True. So when you buy a franchise, there's a support system already in place. Yes. There's a system already in place, and it's probably as long as you follow that system and you don't reinvent the wheel, you're going to have success, yes. regardless of the competitors or competition out there. Yeah. You have a very niche business. Yeah. So you did something that was harder than starting a franchise <laughs> because you, you were you. Yes. I mean, it's your brand at the end of the day. Yes. It's your reputation. Yes. And you didn't have a system in place that you could fall back on, which was a franchise. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You didn't. Yeah. You couldn't call the corporate the corporate yeah. office and say, "Hey, what do I do next?" Yeah. It was up to you. It's all me. And I love what you said about now. To me, knowledge is power, and yes. the more you know, it's like. In, in my industry, you know, 80% of your success is research. Yes. Well, really, 80% of your success is having the confidence and belief you're going to be successful because the 20% is the execution. Yeah. But you also have to understand your industry and you have to understand what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And research in, in, in the design and marketing the technology is changing so fast. Yeah, yeah I'm always I'm always looking at um, what I can add to provide as a service uh, moving forward. That's so great. How I can educate myself to set myself apart from other marketing agencies. Um, so I'm always, uh, you know, reading articles. And but but I think the one thing that you have that a larger agency won't have is it's you, yeah. because you're there to hold their hand through the process. Yeah. You're there to, to guide them and tell them things they may not want to hear. Yeah. Because a lot of clients that I'm sure you're, a lot of people will say, well, I want to do this, and you have to be willing to say, that's not a good idea. Yeah. And some people don't can't do that. Well, and I think, you know, one of my my biggest things is I build trust with my clients. And so they trust huge. me when I give them advice. Um, and I'm hugely loyal. Um, so I'm going to have their best interests at, at heart and um, really try to do what's best for them and their business to help them, not what's, right. you know, going to be the best. All right. So tell, let's wrap this up. Tell everyone a little bit more about what you do, the services you provide, and where they can find you. Sure. So um, my website is creativemarketingbytori.com, and I do digital marketing, social media marketing, brand strategy, uh, consultations, and um, design. Design, graphic design, of course. Uh, I'm print, on, print design? I do traditional, yeah. Um, and I also... Um, you know, I'm on social media, of course, so Facebook and Instagram right. and uh, LinkedIn. Right. Creative Marketing by Tori. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you for watching this. And if you would like to have your business or professional service represented, I'd love to be able to work with you in a podcast and video. Um, that's it. Yeah. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for having me. Okay.